right, Slough Egg Radio, Season 2, Episode 3. This is uh, Adrian. Talk now, man. Yeah. Oh. Bringing hey. It, bringing it to you, you notice in notice I've never seen my name anymore on this? I noticed I'm that. bad like that. No, it's because I'm shy, actually. Look, everyone knows who I am, okay? Yeah, you uh, So I'm just going to let it be known right now. You know, my name's Mike Scalzi. You've probably heard of me. You know, around like Maybe. The, the miniature golf course in your town. That's usually where they where they talk about me. You know, or at the uh, um, batting cage. Or what was the place you used to work at in Pennsylvania? The miniature golf course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <That's> <laughs> the laundromat, maybe. Right, heard me, or the laundromat. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I hang definitely. out in a lot of those too. You know, that kind of stuff. You know? So that Down was at the textile uh, um, mill. You know, that was a soundtrack from Barbarella. That was a song called "Fight and Flight." Fight and that's interesting because usually it's usually disjunction. It's fight or flight. It's fight in flight. But now it's fight in flight, not yeah. fight and flight. Fight in, in, in flight in fighting. Oh wait a second, that's pretty cool. Fight yeah. in flight. Fight in flight. Like kind of like you know, there's a couple of references that brings up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like all the tactical YouTube air war. The song that you wrote the music to and I wrote the lyrics oh, yeah, to, yeah, and Bob yeah. Wright sang. That's about a fight inside a spacecraft. You know, uh, we collapse the first line. You know, the f- in that first line is uh, we collapse upon the foyer as if there's a foyer in a spaceship. Now, but in the, they're in the airlock bouncing around like an ion chamber, like they're kicking ass inside the fucking, you know, inside. That's definitely uh, Barbarella. It's a thing. fight in flight, you know. Yeah. This is on the Dino Voice label. Dino Voice? Dino Voice. Pretty good. So catalog number is DY31908. Pretty cool. I picked this up. Um, I picked this up years ago, just because. Um, actually, for <coughs> for uh, my other band, uh, High Waters, one of the videos that we have in our video show is an excerpt from Barbarella that we play along to and stuff. When the little creatures come out and try and grab her by the feet and stuff, we have a song. Oh yeah, I, you know I've watched that movie many times, but I always it's one of those movies that's always on when I'm like doing something else. Or at some party I'm at or something, you know? And you never really, like when I was younger, you'd, you know, when I went to parties, you'd be, you'd be like... Back when we used to go to parties? Yeah, well, who goes to parties <laughs> now? You know, you'd be sitting there at a party and Barbarella would be on with like the sound off. And so, or it's one of those movies like it comes on late night TV. Oh, yeah. And you wa- you're always, because it's such, it's so rad. Like it's the eye imagery candy. And, well, yeah, it's eye candy because Jane Fonda, I mean, you know, as yeah. annoying as she got later... And as, as regretful it is that she married Ted Turner, you know, like, whatever <laughs> it is, you know, but I mean, God, like, I mean, look at her, Barbara. I mean, it's, it's stunning, you know, and you know, that costumes and everything and you're watching oh, it man. and the fir- it gets and then it gets boring real quick, actually. And you get like, oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, but at well, first, I, th- I think it, it, it ebbs and flows. Well, yeah, it does. You're there's right. Like there's like exciting, exciting parts and then boring. Parts I couldn't tell you what happens. Parts. I just couldn't recognize any scene from it. Yeah. There's a there's a, a little excerpt here. It says flying high above the labyrinth. On the whirring, whirring white wings of her amorous angel, power-packed, mini-missiled, high-booted, plastic-suited, ever-ready Barbarella tans the hides of the looming lethal-leathered oh, men. That's pretty cheap, uh, cheap thesaurus <laughs> imagery, man. If you ask me, <laughs> you know. But I really like the fight-in-flight thing because that brings up these radical disjunctions I can think about, like, like you know, fight or flight. You got to think about that, right? Because you think of fight or flight, and that's that's a is that an exclusive disjunction or an inclusive disjunction? Someone told me recently to talk hmm. about more like critical thinking and philosophy on oh, this program. Really? They did, yeah. A friend oh, of mine God. said you got to think. So, what do you think about that? Like, is fight or flight a radical disjunction? Well, tell me about uh, the <laughs> definition of being a disjunction. 
an, an either or statement. Okay. Right. So think about this, because you know I don't teach critical thinking anymore, unfortunately, because that went out of style. But quite you're still obviously. down for it. Oh, I'm still totally into it. It was I was really bummed that I don't teach. Like they're trying to not teach kids logic now, which makes sense Great. because look what's happened since then. It's only right. been like three years. In fact, I think right at the beginning of the Trump administration, they took uh, logic and critical thinking out of the curriculum that I in my school. Oh Lord! Not because it just because it was under enrolled because nobody wanted to take it because they didn't want to think. Right? It's not. Uh, it's not required for majors anymore. It is required for uh, students in California now, but they watered it down to many different, uh, like if you take it in a different subject, like I taught it in philosophy, they teach it in English, they teach it in history, speech, and there you don't get all the radical disjunctions. You don't get all the logic as much, right? So, I mean, not that that's a bad class. Like, like critical thinking in English is great. I don't know what it's like in history. It's probably good there, too. But but um, in philosophy, you're taking, it's not a logic class, but it is. Uh, it involves some symbolic and Boolean logic and even computer algebra. Well, in critical thinking, you're, you're being taught many of those principles like disjunctions yeah okay when i say a radical disjunction that just sounds cool kind of like the back of that barbarella album but <laughs> what i'm saying is uh you know this wait you never did computer programming though right yeah, you know oh yeah. some of that language okay I did, I did so that language is a disjunction an either or in computer algebra you know or mm -hmm. or really basic uh logarithmic uh Gate whatever structures. you call it, uh, it's uh, an or statement is one or the other or both. Okay, whereas normally in, in just normal vernacular, not well, with nor normal uh, interactions we have in the world, and at least in the English speaking world, we think of uh, either or. Most with the fallback position, you know, the thing we assume is that it's one or the other, but not both. Like if I say I have an apple or an orange behind my back, you're not assuming I have an apple. Uh, or I have an orange, or I have a both an apple and an orange. You're assuming what I mean is I have right. one or the other, but not both. The right? literal, so it's the an literal translation. exclusive disjunction. It's not a literal translation because it's either one is is right. It's just there's two variables there. One, I mean, there's there's two. Uh, uh, it could be one or the other, or it could be both. Is the way it is in computer algebra or, or Boolean logic or, or uh, George Boole. Julian is the guy. Not, yeah, I know not, Boolean not be logic. Beef yeah, Boolean yeah. logic or chicken Boolean logic or depending. Yeah, on I studied Boolean yeah. logic for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you should know what an ex inclusive disjunction is: one or the other, or both. Yeah, that was like uh, yeah, that was like twenty-five ago. years okay. ago. Yeah, I know. You wouldn't remember unless yeah. you did what I did. I, I'm not uh, currently in practice. So one or the other, but not both, is an exclusive disjunction, right? So you got to teach this, and it's very abstract, right? Now, I said radical disjunction, which could be something even greater. I just came up with that, but it sounds good. You know? <laughs> so a radical disjunction would be, would that be exclusive or inclusive? I don't know. Uh, one, oh, one or the other or neither. Whoa. That's that's um, the radical disjunction. That's, um, I think that's XOR. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, XOR? Yeah. Ex sure it's not Latin XOR? Or? No, it's just no. Uh, when, you're, when you're doing <laughs> you're either like you Latin said. or you're not or you're neither yeah, Latin that, or not Latin. That's the the XOR like, <laughs> is when the if it's if it's neither of those nilo, if it's nilo. neither yeah, of those yeah, conditions, yeah, yeah. then it just stops. It just annihilates. Then you nothing just hit goes the, you hit the wall, man. You hit the wall. You hit the wall. Nothing yeah. passes the gate. So nothing passes the logic gate. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's like an algorithm. It's yeah. like an algorithm. <laughs> it's like you're out there trying to be green with energy. It's and not easy being ice, green. Polar man. ice caps and stuff. And you, it's an algorithm. It's not easy. Be, it's not easy being green. You have to be like Al Gore. It's an algorithm. <laughs> algorithm. Yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> radical disjunctions is the name of the. That should be the name of our next album. Sure. Ra or next EP. I don't want to do albums anymore. How about a song? A song. A song. 
radical disjunction. And then instead of we did radical man, we could do radical disjunction. The lyrics will be oh, the lyrics will be full of radical disjunctions. Maybe this or maybe that. No, ex nihilo, you know, or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it could uh, so be. Here's the question. Be. Here's the okay. Here's the big question. I had a big talk about this with some with some girl I met the other day, and Ooh, I mean I met her on the street, yeah. man. No, I met because now you meet girls on the street. Like, I don't know about you, but I hang out Dude, on the street a lot. You know, street. well, I'm out on my bike doing stuff. You know, exercising, like being a man, that kind of thing. You know, I believe you, Mike. Being a man, I'm looking around, going, God, I'm sick of like okay Cupid and trying to hook up with girls online, which is pathetic. But I tried, you know. Uh, and it didn't work because those things are just overblown with. Yeah, I mean, everyone's on it. Now, I don't know, you know, man. I have a lot of friends who are totally doing. Yeah, but your great friends. Yeah, but they don't have any taste. You know, they're guys who. If you want to, I mean, if you like, yeah, you can get some get it stuff on there, but you got to. You can't be picky. You know. Uh, I, I don't know, man. A couple of my friends have shacked up with. Uh, have you seen? Have you met the girls? Well, on, on Zoom. They just tell you. Oh, oh, you have. Yeah, on Zoom because it's like you know yeah, we have like a happy yeah. hour once every couple of weeks. Okay, well maybe they're just cool. It's or like oh, you this know? is you know this is Jenny. I met her. How online. old are they? Um, let's see. He's maybe probably early forties. You know? Oh well, hey. She's probably mid thirties. Who knows? And then yeah. another friend of mine. She's probably late thirties. And she's hooking up with some dude who's probably. Well, did the girls things. find the guys or the other way around? Because if both. you're a it's girl, all, it's both. You're oh yeah, of course it is because yeah, if you're, <laughs> it's a radical yeah, disjunction. If you're a girl, apparently it's really easy because you get a thousand million guys trying to hit. Her. It's just like going to a bar. All the hot a, chicks get a thousand guys hitting on them, and then the mediocre-looking chicks have like a. And then but then you got to weed through all that stuff. That's not easy. It's a royal pain in the ass. Yeah. No, I know that's why they don't. That's why the girl they just have uh, they just like bamboozled by. But anyway, okay, look. But regardless of what happens online, <laughs> you you can meet people on the street now more if you go if you're willing to go out in the street, man. You know what I mean? You get the street date, you know. And li- I literally had a street date. Nice. Meaning, <laughs> I met this girl in the Presidio. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, no, I did. She lives there. And I was, like, riding my bike, and I went up there, and uh, there was this girl. This is, you know, she was sitting there on this wall, and it was pretty cute. You know, I thought she was a lot younger than she was, I guess. And and um, so, of course, I hit on her. You know. So here I am, sitting on this wall, putting air in my tires, and this girl with a dog, and the dog came up to me and started like bite, not biting me, but just playing with me. You know, oh, you want to do that crap? Okay, listen, you're gonna have to respond. What are you doing, man? <laughs> Don't worry about the bike. Just leave it there. So anyway, um, as if you were gonna get. So yeah, you gotta respond to this, man. We're talking here. What are you doing, man? Yeah. So anyway, so this is. So anyway, listen. So this girl, uh, she had a dog, right? This little corgi, and it came up and started biting me. Now, you didn't bite me. It was playful. You know what I mean? Yeah. It started licking my hand and biting and, and, and I thought, well, you know, it's okay. Nipping at your heels. No, so so I picked it up because the girl looked at me all friendly laughing about it. So, and I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? We started talking for a second just about her dog. Just because, you know, you want to be friendly. You're out. You're, you know, kind of pent up you know, in the house and all that crap. And so was she, I guess. And next thing you know, you know, just like, I'm talking about like two minutes of conversation. Like, oh, it's a nice dog. I don't really, you know, I don't have a dog, blah, blah, blah. She starts talking about um, modus tollens or something. I'm talking. No, no, she starts. She goes like, "Oh, well, you know." Right up your alley. Because I said something. They said, "Well, actually, thinking about that, that's uh, you're denying the consequent or something weird like that." Because I talk (laughs) like that, and usually people just walk away when I said. But she goes, "What do you mean modus tollens?" And I go, "Yes." And she goes, 
oh, yeah, I studied at San Diego, UC San Diego. I studied a lot of logic and stuff. I said, really? And next thing you know, listen to this. We were talking about, uh, like, inclusive and exclusive disjunctions and De Morgan's Law and stuff like that for an hour and a half. <laughs> and it lasted That's a long time. Two, two hours then we were arguing about De Morgan's rule. So anyway, I had this conversation about it. Now, so listen to this. Think about this. So you have a you have a you have a disjunction. You have this um I know it's like ten minutes already. You have this uh, no, fine. you have this you have this inclusive disjunction, right? One or the A or B or both. Okay, that's the way it is in computer language, Boolean logic, right? Right. And uh so if you have anything that's a disjunct that's one or the other. In computer language or logic, it's also possible that both are true. Okay, so uh, be that as it may, um, I can't remember what the uh, the point was, but think about this. Now, here's the weird thing: you're on a street date. Yeah, yeah. So it's just this huge street date, you know. And so, <laughs> I mean, it became like that, you know. So one or the other or both is an a disjunction can be either inclusive or exclusive, one or the other, but not both. But here's a weird thing. This is the thing that we talked about, me and this, this girl for a long time. One or the other or both. Now, but what is the or in or both? Is that exclusive or inclusive? Mm. And that can't be answered yet without referring to one or the other or both as the, the exclusive uh, disjunction, right? So the or in one or the other or both has to remain undefined as either exclusive or inclusive. So one or the other or both might mean one or the other or both, but not both, one or the other and both, or one or the other oh, or both, <laughs> or both one or the other or both. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it can't be, you're saying it creates a feedback loop. It's like a circular argument. You have to use the definition in order to figure out if the inclusive disjunction is the or in the inclusive disjunction is an inclusive or exclusive. But it can't really be either one if it's defined by itself. Because you, you, know, you get the drift here, right? Yeah, yeah. You can it go becomes back this and forth big and back and forth. circular thing that you can never, it's a paradox. So therefore, it doesn't really make any sense. So, so the definitions of these logical syllogisms of these actual, the things that define logic, they have to be felt self defining. You have to assume something. So it can't really be logical in that sense. It's crazy. You know what I mean? So what Just I was doing wild. is I was trying to apply that to to fight or flight. Is it fight or flight or both? Or is it flight or... Well, fight, fight in flight, flight would be both. Yeah, so can it be fight and flight? Yeah. Well, how right. can you do that? Can you fight and... No, you can't. You can either fight or you can... It's one of the, it's an exclusive disjunction. You because can fight in flight. You Didn't can't you see Flash Gordon? No, no, so you're saying this is an inclusive... This is a radical disjunction. No, but you can't fight somebody and flee from them at the same time, can well, you? Well, that that's. I mean, you could run away while you're throwing rocks or spears. Well, you're or assuming something. your definition of flight is is fleeing, whereas I might. No, be, no, no, no. My no, definition no. of flight is being in flight. That's not what it means. Fight or flight is is does not mean fight. Or go fly a kite, or fly, yeah, or go, go fly a plane. plane. That's yeah. not what it means. I'm either going. I'm getting really freaked out. That's when you panic, like because I'm either going to fight this guy or I'm going to get on a plane. Yeah, I, and I'm scared. Exactly. Of, I'm scared of flying too. So I don't, either one's really. Scared. That's, that's ridiculous. You know that. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, I had this great time. Um, but. Uh, I was thinking about that, and it, you know, I don't think anybody out there has ever played Dungeons and Dragons. So they're probably not familiar. No, none of you guys out Nobody there listening. No, 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 no. Do you ever think of D or D? 
Dungeons or Dragons <laughs> or both. <laughs> we probably shouldn't get into this, you know, but it would be a weird syllogism because it'd be like, if you're not in a dungeon, you're facing a dragon. And if you're not facing a dragon, you're in dungeons. There'd be no d- dragons in the dungeons, but if you were out of the dungeon, there'd be dragons everywhere. Okay, let's forget it. What do you play got something. to listen to, Mike? Okay, you, you so brought something to listen we're going to play Parachute by one of the greatest bands ever that tons of people know about. Ever. But tons of people don't actually know about. Pretty Things. You remember oh, Pretty, things? pretty yeah, things? Yeah, Pretty yeah. Things are great, right? The album's called Parachute. And uh, I've been listening to this a lot recently. And actually, Angelo gave me this record, I think. Uh, a long time ago. John Cobbett gave me this record. John Cobbett gave you Parachute? Yeah. Many, many years he ago. gave it to you? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Well, he didn't give me the original. No, he, he gave me a copy. Yeah, yeah, of course. And Because um, I was like, what you? he's like, oh, you don't know Pretty Things? I'm like, no. I don't. He's yeah. like, oh, man. And then, like, the next time I saw him, he was like, here That's you cool. go. That's cool. Whatever well, we want to be, Yossick. Yossick gave me SF Sorrow, which is the album before this one. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which is great. But this album is, like, 1970, so it's really kind of heavy compared to a lot of stuff and they do some weird the production on it's fantastic well it's gnarly yeah that's but what it's I mean. cool so I you know it. parachute okay yeah. so this is uh this song's called uh sickle clown which it, none of this it doesn't make any sense but it's psychedelics it's not supposed sickle to sickle clown but it's a heavy song but the the vocals are what i really like about it the guy's just like i don't remember his name he sings kind of like Paul Diano. Like, you know, it's really this, you know, stuff. It's fucking great. Uh, but that's, yeah, let me see. All right, let's check let's it out, man. It. Yeah.
Pretty yeah. Things, man. It's pretty wild. Pretty, pretty wild. Things, pretty wild. The vocals on that, man, is what I really. I love the production right. on this We're whole both album. Eating now, yeah, no. The production didn't really strike me as the songs it did, although. Well, yeah, the songs are great, but I like that the production is 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 super. It's cohesive, but it's not like overproduced at all. There's not, not too, overproduced. There's not too many effects. Mm-mm. They used good microphones. They did it yeah. in a nice studio. You know where they did it? Nuh-uh. Abbey Road Studio. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that really means in the sense that I don't know what Abbey Road really means. They had good microphones. I guess. Straight to tape. Does it? A nice yeah. board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd assume, oh, Abbey Road where the Beatles were there, so it must be the greatest place. But that isn't always true, you know, that you heard some albums that were recorded in the record plant that sound like shit, you know. I've read a lot yeah. about what is yeah. at Abbey Road okay. and how they run the place. But does that mean that they got all the same stuff if they went there the year after the Beatles or the year the Beatles? You know? Yeah, they have access to all the same stuff, and they really? don't. Oh. Yeah, and at that time, they did not allow outside engineers. Oh, to come in. so it was all. So there's only yeah. like three or four dudes oh, okay, at the okay. time who were engineering there. Oh, so, wow. Uh. So if you came in there between like seventy and probably probably not until nineteen eighty before they started allowing That's really insane. Yeah. exterior uh, That's engineers. That's okay. That's come something in. else. Yeah. Speaking of which, you've been by the record plant any time recently? No. You know the bike path that goes down. Yeah, yeah. I, I pass it all the time. And uh, nothing's going on there, I think, right? They don't um, do actually, there. you know who has a room? I don't know if he has a room there or at the... Uh, I don't know if that place is active no, right now. No, it's not. I think Salido. it's been over forever, you know, for a but long time. But there's another studio that's, like, right down the street from there that my friend Josh is working at right now. And... Um, and he's got a great room with fantastic equipment, man. I mean, it'd be it'd be cool to check it out just to like consider it for recording the next batch of songs Maybe. that we might yeah. do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. it's pretty cool. Okay, so um, so here we are. We've been um, we've been doing this podcast now for a while, over we took a year. A little time off. Over a year, we we've been two doing months this podcast now since the last one. Oh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But we've been doing this podcast for over a year now, and uh, you know, all you folks out there have uh, sent in quite a bit of stuff. And I'm sorry that we have not had time to uh, actually, you know, get around to listening to it all. But today is the day. So let's, uh, Mike, why don't you grab that white box right there? And why don't you open it up and oh, uh, tell me what's man. in it? Okay, wait. This thing or the, no, this the box? The box. Oh, boy. Who's it from? I don't know what to think about this. It's any form of media. Who's it from? Do you need some scissors? It says it's from Lardo Mandafo down there in... Uh, no, uh, give me some scissors, man. Yeah, there we go. Looks like it's to the Lord Weird Slough Fag. That classic band that changed their name that one time, which is the most important thing about them. (laughs) Yeah, we changed our name, yeah. Um, Who's it from? What's the return address? Chris Millard. From what state? Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey! Oh man, Wilmington. Actually, William, North Carolina, not Delaware. Wait, wait. Which one is Joe Biden from? He's from North Carolina, right? No, he's from from Delaware. Delaware. He's from Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah. Sorry, I'm ignorant. Wait, what is this? Oh man, I think it's some anthrax. What? No, I mean it's anthrax. 
No, or it's actually anthrax. Wait, what, there's a there's an inclusive disjunction for you. Or oh could it be Lord. both? It could be an anthrax album that has anthrax in it. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Wait. This is like children of rep- reptile. Children of the reptile. Obviously, this. I'm gonna guess this is his band, Chris Millard. I'm just gonna get. I'm just. I just have a, a, a vague inkling that. This oh my is god! This is awesome. It's got band. stickers. Yeah, and there's nothing like there's no nothing written. There is. I, I grabbed Dick it already. Or anything. Oh, yeah. you got that. Yeah. yeah, there's stickers. Oh my, there's patches. Oh my god. Well, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, we like that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I already put my Hessian patch. on I my already jacket. like Children of the Reptile from the the way it's, this looks. You know, it just. I'm gonna put this patch on my on my denim vest. Man. Oh, it's great because since I've recently become a CD guy, I have CD player. I've recently uh, refurbished my DVD player and my and Children my of the Reptile sound system. You realize I just told you I got a new receiver. Do you realize I have a quadraphonic system now? I mean, it has like multiple outputs. You know, uh, just pop. There, look. There's there's bubble paper. See, he's got this guy's awesome. He sent us bubble paper. Yeah, bubble wrap. Yeah, bubble wrap. Yeah, not paper. Not paper. Yeah. So, um, so Chris sent us actually a two dungeon fuckers is the name of this one. <laughs> what? That's D or D for sure, man. <laughs> dungeon well, fuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dungeon oh my fuckers. God, that's Sorry, awesome. kids out there, if your parents are listening, or your, uh, you know, sweet Polly purebred is listening, or whoever. Um, I had to say that bad word on the air, but sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes when you have David Pills Huffman on bass, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta swear, you know. Um, so yes, as I guessed, Chris Millard is. The guitar player, vocal, weirdo, synth, and vocoder. What does that mean? Oh, he also plays in Mega Colossus, of course. Oh, that's not surprising at all. Uh, someone played the anvil. Ozzy Darden? Wait, that's really weird. Ozzy Darden. You're weird. Because, you know, Sharon Osborne's name is actually, her maiden name is Arden. So this is Ozzy yeah, Darden. Yeah, Don Arden. That's sort of strange. Yeah, Don Arden was her dad. Actually, it's not that weird, maybe, but I just made that little. Uh, John Kiker on drums, David Pills Huffman on bass. Yeah, okay, so get the idea here. Thank you, Chris, uh, for sending us Dungeon Fuckers. That's one of your, maybe that'll be the first one we play. Is there a song called that? Uh, Rocket Highway, Starboy. <laughs> I like oh, these man, names. That's great. I like, I like this stuff, man. <laughs> Good Times Orc. Good I times. have a feeling these guys. Play D or D, or something. D X or D. D X or D. Latin X or D. Uh, okay. Um, Conquistador attack. Wait, what the hell, man? This guy's Fantastic. just trying to be, you know, trying to be silly. Uh, okay, so we got that one. We yeah. also got uh, what's this album called? The Four Weapons EP and The End is the other one here. And these are all self-produced, I guess. Oh, does it have a label? Looks like it. No, it's just all. I think they just did it themselves, which is cool. Ozzy Arden. Ozzy Darden you know, is the lead vocalist. Yeah, there's What's no the catalog number on these, man. Oh, we can't play them. There's no catalog number, no man. Catalog Forget. Number. Hey, just throw that 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 baby on there and just play the first track or a random track. Let's just do it. Yeah, this is... You know, we've been doing um, our talking here. I want to hear... Uh, Chris Millard and the Children of the Reptile. I want to hear uh, Dungeon Fucker. I want to. I like the. Uh, wow, this is cool. This is a hi-fi. 
he's got he's got like lunar high five pictures on this. You know, there's like some some like you know, it like, doesn't even uh, okay uh, cover it doesn't even have a year. Doesn't matter, man. Yeah, like I don't know what it's year timeless. this was. Okay, Children of the Reptile. This is um. This is gonna be. How about? Okay, I kind of want to hear Starboy. Dude, put it on, man. This is called Starboy yeah. by Children of the Reptile.
was pretty rad, that man. Was super what the rad, hell? Man, children okay. of the reptile. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, Chris um, sent a bunch of stuff. I think yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. we're gonna have so much things to play in the next few weeks. So much things. Yeah. Oh, what did he have to say? Well, I mean, so what, what he says. Um, he says my name is Chris Miller, and I play in Children of the Reptile. Show. Yeah. Um, he started this band in 2008 when he was a senior in high school. Oh. And then, um, hey, that means he was born in 2000. He's a millennial. Him and his buddies all seem to like Slough Egg, Manila Rose, Sirith Ungol, Brockus Helm. Brockus Helm, you're saying now, yeah. <laughs> um, Gee, all the underground metal bands. But, but, they're older than us. Dig it though, he's right, got yeah. the same story that is his tale as old as time. Uh, at the time, there were no bands or people listening to metal like that in our hometown. Of Wilmington, North Carolina. But that's like... 2018? 2008. Uh, eight, eight, sorry. Yeah, yeah 2008. But, you know, All I mean, I feel together. like I feel like anybody who's ever gotten into metal has that same feeling. Like, yeah, when yeah, you're in high true. school, you're like, yeah. man, there's nobody here who likes good music. Who likes Broca's Helm. Yeah, nobody here likes yeah. Broca's Helm and Manila Road. Yeah. And so, um, so he says, well, okay, first yeah. record, uh, uh, second record, self-titled. They're working on their next record, it's going to be called The Adventurers. The Adventurers. Um, they have yeah. like three, eight, three, well, they have an EP and two, right? So he says he really likes the podcast. He likes yeah. stories about uh, songs and stuff about TTD and Bible of the Devil. <clears throat> he says uh, he says those guys have always been cool to him and his bands. He says he also plays in Mega Colossus, yes, which we which were just we talking about. Uh, with in yeah, we, North? No, no. In we're, we're big fans of Mega Colossus. Wait, where do we play with him again? I think in Asheville, North Carolina. I don't know if you're right about that, but we got to look that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if Asheville. Some, yeah, if somebody could check that out for us, I we, can't we need remember. confirmation on that. I, Ash- think, I remember playing there. I remember the name of the place. I don't remember the club. I usually remember every place we played, like as far I can picture the club. I don't remember anything, but I remember. You said you remember that. Well, I remember that because they gave me the CD. And I, I remember Mega Colossus. I mean, the name. No, and it everything. was just Colossus at the time. Oh, I remember. Well, I remember that name and thinking it was cool and going, "Oh, cool, these guys are cool." But I don't I think remember I got a shirt. what it looked like, the place or Asheville. It rings a. I'm like, I must know that place. I just have to think about, you know, just be, see a picture or something. He says, uh, "Enjoy if you like the music. If you think it sucks, then toss it in the trash." <laughs> I did like that quite a bit, as I told you yeah, while we were playing awesome. it. It reminds me, it doesn't sound like Harbinger, which are, who are from, uh, Harbinger from, uh, uh, Michigan. Michigan, from Lansing, Michigan, yeah, yeah. uh, it doesn't sound exactly like it, but it's just sort of the same kind of, like, lo-fi-ish, like, somewhat loose, super energetic stuff that would sound worse if it was too tight, you know what I mean? Like I think it sounds sa- bitching, man. No, it sounds great, because it has a kind of clunky, like, like straight ahead kind of crazy uh, quality to it. I love it, man. It's got some it's good parts. Almost like technical Motorhead. Like I mean meaning <laughs> if Motorhead was like more into playing like you know more interesting complicated riffs uh then you would have you I know, actually thought about bringing a Motorhead record here tonight, but I put it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Motorhead, but I mean, you know, that's you know it's been done and it's sort of th- th- these bands they're not trying to sound like Motorhead necessarily. They're just they're doing a style that has that, uh, either intentionally or not, uh, has that um, sort of raw, sort of that that straight ahead, like just keep going, man. And there's a few mistakes along the way, and they just keep going straight ahead, you know. And if it's more technical, you notice them more, but it still sounds great, you know. I think it sounds bitching, but as far yeah. as Motorhead goes, like I like Motorhead. I have a few albums. Um, I, I can listen to about one side. Well, they're very, they're very one-dimensional sort of, you know. I really. listen to yeah. one side of Motorhead, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put something else on. 
it's, yeah, it's I don't. I don't rare listen to a whole Motorhead. I listen to the record. whole Motorhead. I suppose album. I would. I don't have any Motorhead albums. I just listen to them like in whatever. I used to have a tape, I guess, of them, but I never had any actual records. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. I was just never compelled. There was always. I always heard Motorhead around me. I never thought, and I was never like they're my favorite band or anything. I just, you know, I like certain songs a lot. It's um, fun to listen to sometimes. No, it's great, but it's just not, it's not particularly. Um, it was never like my favorite thing, you know. Right, right. Whereas ACDC, people always put them together because there are some similarities there. But I, I have like not you know, genre similarities, but more. I think it's more like uh, um, execution. There's some similarity. Well, no, actually, I don't know if execution is their similarity. I think. But I mean, ACDC like ex- is a very precisely executed, you know. Right, band, but, but they're both in the sense of execution. I mean, when they make records. They're gonna sound like ACDC, or it's gonna sound oh, like oh, no, yeah, you they keep doing the same get. song over and over, yeah, 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 yeah. you yeah. know, you know do what the you're same thing get. over and over and over, yeah, that's for sure. Um, uh, anyway, whatever. Um, so, um, yeah. Chris actually um, had some QA too. Oh boy, evolves, let's do that, which vaults yeah. him to the top of the list because since we get so much QA and not enough, and so TNA, little TNA, yeah, that that's um, exactly where um, you know, Chris vaults to the top of that QA list, you know, we're we gonna do it now because he sends well. us we're, some since CDs. You just and mentioned stuff. it, we have to do it now, yeah, of course. And we got to listen to more music. So, um, that, he says that he wants you, Mike Scalzi, oh, Jesus, television is Mike Scalzi. From uh, Diablo Valley High School. Uh, oh, good. Um, high school. Um, community college. Yeah, yeah. University. Oh, now it's a professorship. <laughs> now it's a high school. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, he wants you to talk about the high season songs, how and oh, if God. they tie into each other, and why are they presented slightly out of order. Oh, that's a good, there's a very easy answer to that. No. There you go. <laughs> They're you not. They're not. Do they? What is it? Do they tie into each other? Yeah. Do they I'm tie sorry. into each other? That's not true. There is. A, there is. A, the answer is yes. Not no. Yeah. The answer is yes. They do. They tie into each other. How, how do they tie into each other? Mike? Well, it's a story. It's just one long song. Yeah. From one to five. Yeah. No, five actually uh, has nothing to do with it. Yeah, know? I was going to say yeah. five, five seems uh, to me no. Like highest is very arbitrary. The first four I wrote all at the same time, pretty much, and they're all about nothing but they're all about yeah they're all about uh and and why are they on different records like that yeah because uh we did a demo that had one and two on it when i wrote the about maybe a year after i wrote them in 93 mm-hmm. uh we did a demo that had high season one and two which are the probably the maybe the best versions I of I like High songs. Season 2 definitely. No, I'm saying those versions of them are maybe the best. We used to play High Season 2. I know, we? yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> but it also had a Twilight. I actually know how to play that song. But I know, but I think the version of High Season, high season 2 is the best one for sure. But th- that's one of the best songs that maybe the best song I've ever written is High Season 2. Whoa. Uh well, I mean that isn't saying much it probably, but it's but it's it is the it is maybe the best song I've written. Um because some of it was conceived in a dream. It was. You ever write a song in a dream and then wake up and go, "Wow!" Then you record it and you're like, "That sounds like shit." Later, I know, I've had, yeah. I've had dreams of myself playing a song and then I oh. had to come in the next so day. I had to wake so up yeah, so and play it. it on the acoustic guitar and be like, "Is that how it goes?" Is that oh, how you goes? can never remember unless you do it when you wake up. Right when you wake up. Well, that's the thing. You have to have a guitar handy so that you oh, can pick it up yeah. and be like, "Okay." Is well, that how in it goes? high season two, I was lying in bed. I was dreaming when I was 22 years old. I was having a dream that I was in some room. And there was a Queen song playing on on a boombox. It was Queen going. 
you know, like early Queen, like, you know, like Queen 2 or something. Yeah. It was this Queen song I never heard. I was like, wow, that's a cool song. And I woke up out of that dream in the middle of the night and it was in my head, in another world. I was like, oh my God, I got to get that on tape. It's kind of like that movie where some guy is in another dimension and there's all these Beatles songs and he, you know what I'm talking about? No. No? No, I never. And so, and so I was like, whoa, like, this is wild, man. There's some Queen song I discovered that never existed that. That is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Queen, so I, I put it into the tape deck and, and with the acoustic guitar. I went, oh, another world. Okay, all I remember from the dream was another world. Hey, another world. Like Freddie Mercury. You know? And then the next few days after that, I, I, I actually wrote lyrics to it. I was Fleshed like, wow. it out. And then I kind of like, dun, dun, dun. I don't know, whatever happened. And uh, uh, so anyway, but that's not what he's asking about here. Um, what happened was. Uh, and you, how, you out there listening can be the judge of whether that was the best Slaufeg song or not, or is any good at all. But, but um, uh, why did I do them in in the wrong order? Or yeah, something why like are they that? out of order? Well, because on that demo tape there was High Season One and Two, and right. right, and and that was all there was. And then I wrote High Season Three and Four before we did anything else or had any records or any potential to make records. So I had all four, and then when we did uh, the first Slaufeg album, uh, it just seemed like the energy of the record was very high and the kind of stuff we were focusing on in, in the live set at that time was only three and four. We weren't doing one or two because uh-huh. we were a three-piece at that point. And I really couldn't do one or two as a three-piece. And it was just like, these sound really great uh, with the current lineup under the current circumstances uh, and with the energy of that record. So he we said, well, let's just do those. No one's going to know. I just put three and four in there just to kind of freak people out. And then on subsequent records, put one and two. I don't know why. Uh, it, it's it is whatever, yeah. And then they tie together. It's really a dumb story. It's just it's it's one of those things like where it's dramatic, and it sounds the lyrics. I think sound nifty, uh, but uh, it's just some argument between Satan and God. Like they're they're yelling at each other. Like screw you, man. Why'd you send me down here? It's, it's not very clever. It's just uh, it's just sort of like I guess high season one is these pagans doing this thing trying to raise the devil or whatever uh and then they do it you know and then instead of he goes the only kind of funny thing about it is he doesn't okay so there's these pagans in high season one right yeah and they're like rising from spring temples you know they have these satanic things and they bring the pagan god up they bring satan up from hell right and uh but instead of just staying there he keeps going Right, you know, he comes to Earth. They raise him. Okay, we raise the devil to the Earth. Great. Can you give us what we want? He's like, No, I'm gonna keep going. You know, like, like it's kind of like what uh, Winston Churchill says: If you're going so through hell, to, he if you're going go, through hell, he wants keep, to go keep back going. to his rightful place. Yeah, so he goes the whole way up to heaven, and he takes over, and he sends God down to hell, and then they reverse roles, and he's like, Wait, you sent me here, you sent, and that's what three and four are like. You damned me to this place, and so God, and so then the people realize that it's a cyclical thing that keeps happening. They keep reversing roles. They're exactly the same. The two keep taking over the other's kingdom, sending the other one down, and then it happens a few thousand million years later, and it keeps happening, and it's just dumb, you know. But, but that that's that's what it's about. High season's cool. No, dig it. You know, it's like one of those cycle things, like Dio always sings about. It's a wheel, you know. It's it just keeps going. You know? So there you go, Chris. Yeah, he says. Um, oh, he gave us his phone number. Can oh, we could call him. Yeah, all do you have, on do the you have your phone? Whoa, can you get a reception? Wait, you want to call him right now? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's call him. Where's my phone? Well, where's I, I don't phone? know. Dude, don't where's my phone? No, man, I got WhatsApp, but I don't think he's on that. Man. Or maybe he is. I don't have reception down here. Oh, man, okay. Doesn't, your Damn phone it doesn't to have. hell, man. Or wait. 
No, there's you no don't have way. Call. Okay, well, next time. Oh, we'll, we got well, How are we going to call him? My uh, my my new phone gets. Uh, Why don't you? Down where here. is it? I left it at home. Oh, poo, man. Yeah, I. I, I no, I want to call this dude. I like yeah, to leave my phone at home. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Next time, we will. Um, we're gonna call. Yeah, we're gonna call him. We're gonna play some of his music and then call him. That's so, gonna be since wild, we don't have, have his phone number, what is the other CD he gave? We could try WhatsApp in case he's on that, but I don't know if that's gonna play another song by him, and I can go through another elaborate uh, hoax here, or diatribe, or whatever. So uh, this one here is the same Children of the Reptile band. This children, one's called the Four the Weapons Rip. EP. It's interesting that they the title of their their CD is called EP. That is really intriguing. You sure that's true? It says right here on the front. It says the Four Weapons EP. Well, that's not. That just means it's like the Four Weapons. It just means it's called Four Weapons, and it happens to be an EP. He wants to make sure you know I that. I don't know. I think the I think the title is the Four Weapons EP. Well, okay. I mean, it's printed on there. Do you think EP stands for something else, like the Four? The Four Weapons Epic Production or something, you know? Oh, okay, there you go. Maybe it stands for something else. Yeah, that's right. This yeah. one, uh, it's got four songs on it. Maybe uh, it's like the Four Weapons Elliptical Elliptical Projectile. I like that. Like it's like a projectile, like a like a like a blowgun or a or a uh, crossbow curl that goes in ellipses. Like it's like a boomerang comes back to you. Like oh, this one actually has maybe a date on it. Two thousand sixteen. This was recorded. Or maybe it means uh, looks like the elegant. Uh, looks like the same um, same lineup as the previous record. I will play the thing, man. We've been bantering here for. No, I'm I'm looking at the. Oh, you're looking for a you're I'm looking for a number. I'm you want a you catalog <laughs> number, man? <laughs> you want to find a catalog number? But yeah, there's no catalog number. Well, of course, uh, there's not. It's self-produced, man. I mean. Yeah, I know, but even then, you should put a catalog number. Well, in. is it their second thing that they did? Well, it's the EP. Oh, 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 it even says right on the cover. The I know that. I know, but is it the second? Is it well chronologically? I, th I think it's the according to his uh, his nice note here. Here, read his letter. If you no, want. do I have to? Oh, it's handwritten. I like this. Okay, let's see. He hand wrote it, man. Oh, what's up, dudes? My name is Chris. I play in Children of Reptile. I guess we missed season one, but I thought, what the hell? I wanted to send y'all records. Okay. Oh wait, you already yeah, you sort of summarized this. Yeah. The four the first record. So this is zero 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 one or whatever the hell it is. The four weapons EP and finally ha ha the end. Okay. We're currently tracking our next record. Oh, you already read this stuff, yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, let's come in. Let's so, go, man. So since this is the four weapons EP, uh four weapons is not track number four, it's track number two. Ooh, so that's clever. Oh, so he's got. Yeah, that's why he's at. He's trying to try to mimic me by making things all out of order, like high season <laughs> style, man. It, what a maroon! Once man. again, yeah, this okay. is Children of the Reptile. Song is called Four yeah. Weapons.
hot stuff. You know? That was very cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. These guys are rad, man. So, yeah, we got a big heavy dose here. Heavy dose of Children the of the children Reptile. Children of the Reptile. I'm going to put this patch on my, my, my vest, you know, the, the denim vest when I yeah, got I the jacket. The, yeah, I know about that. And I yeah, cut yeah, the yeah, sleeves off the jacket. Vests. Yeah, I know all about that, yeah. <laughs> you mean your denim, like that denim vest, you know? Like a, like a jean jacket with the sleeves cut off. Like yeah, yeah. Band. Yeah, I know about those. Yeah, yeah, I know about those. Yeah, and you put patches on it, metal metal bands and pins. You ever put pins, you know? Like uh, yeah, in the I 80s, do, like, that's what I pins. did. You know, I put pins on my... I had a jacket, jacket like that in ninth grade. Did you ever put safety pins on that's your jacket? That's the question. No, that's punk rock. Did, did you have... I did. I put safety pins did on Did you my have jacket. one in high school? Uh, a no. denim vest? No, I Hell didn't. Hell no, you no, didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I did when I was 13 in ninth grade. I used to wear that thing. I man. had a I had a bomber jacket. Like yeah, a, I had one of those. I had later, like a black yeah. bomber jacket with misfits patches. And I had um I had a youth brigade patch. Youth brigade. Um, I had a bad religion patch. I had a GBH yeah, patch. Man. I had I had a bunch That's of patches. Wild. But I just That's had it on wild. that. And then uh and then when I had this little girlfriend and stuff in high school, she took my jacket. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, it's dangerous. And she was just like, It's my jacket now. Oh yeah, I never saw it again. Never saw it again. Yeah, yeah. Never saw it again. My black bomber jacket like taken by a girl too. Really? In my twenties, yeah. <laughs> it was in a bar at Hate Street. I had it since like yeah, since like high school. Yeah. And I wore it out here. I brought it out here. I wore it in the winter in a one of those flight jackets and bomber yeah, yeah. black bomber. Yeah. The black one with the orange inside or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was my favorite jacket ever. And it was really worn out by this the point. little side pocket you could yeah, put your yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, And I was really, you know, it was worn out. I loved it, but it was worn out as hell, and it was on its last legs. And I met some chick up in the Mad Dog in the Fog on Heat Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had taken me from a bar in the Tenderloin where I was sitting there with a friend of mine. And this girl was like, you want to come with us and all this shit? I said, all right, all right. So I went up there. And then I went in the bar with them and said, I must have been 24. You know, not very uh, twenty four or something like that, twenty five. You know. Oh man, and that was I right when you guys got here. What? What? That was right when you guys. No, I got here when I was twenty, man. Yeah. Twenty. So in relative terms. Five years later, so I walked down the street, and walked by some other place and saw some guy at a philosophy class or something, and I went and talked to him for like ten minutes, and I went back to where they were, and she was gone. That chick was gone, and so was my jacket. She took my jacket and left the bar, and I was stuck with no jacket on 8th Street. That's brutal, man. It was lame, man. It was lame. So this was a girl you didn't even know. I just met her, and she tried to, you know, she sort of picked me up at this bar in the tent. Like one of those blues bars, what was that place called? Oh, the Blue Lamp? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and she said, hey, you want to you roll with us? Like, And I wasn't that, I wasn't <laughs> that into her, I guess. Us, I mean, I was like, whatever. Her friends and they're all drunk and stuff, and I was like, yeah, where are we going? And they said, let's go to 8th Street. And I didn't really care that much about it. I went to Mad Dog in the Fog. Sat there, took my jacket off, ordered a drink probably or something. Went to walk down the street to do something. I don't know what I was doing. I said, I got to go down. And uh, saw a friend and talked to him for a while. And I came back and she was gone. And so was my jacket. Oh, yeah. lame, That's what man. you get. That was lame, man. That's lame. At least, at least mine I knew yeah. went to somebody yeah, who, yeah, who yeah, wanted yeah, it. Yeah. You know, She would wear it every day. Whether yeah, it was, it was hot or cold weird. or anything. Yeah. She wore it every, ba- every day yeah. because... Then everybody knew at school that that her and I were together now. Oh man! And so the other girl that I had been dating before her, she came straight you up to me like, in my locker. She came. We, yeah, we, she yeah, came yeah. to my. She 
accosted me in my locker and was getting my books between classes. And she said, hey, why is that chick wearing your jacket? Oh. Straight up. Is this back when, like, you were, like, smoking like 16, dust with the 17. cholos and, you know, you were... I was more like 17. You were, you were like, there was some serious... I didn't gang. smoke dust with the cholos. Da- I the gang activity. The skater up. guys. Oh, okay. We used to we used to empty the swimming pools from the houses oh, I know. that were yeah, for sale they do. and go skateboarding there, yeah. and we would and we would smoke or do Especially whatever. Down there yeah, we would do whatever. See, so like, hey, can I still skate if I do this? All that lace doobage you guys got down there. <laughs> Tons, man. The doobage brothers. Doobage brothers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I like the doobage brothers actually. I, I I'd be love to come down here and play some. We better China not. Grove. We better not get in. Oh God! Wait, what? No, you don't. Wait. You no no, you were never playing China Grove on this, on this show. You don't like the Doobage brother, <laughs> do you? Sounds cool. Oh no, no, not here. We're not doing it, pal. <laughs> Go start your own <laughs> butt rock station. Uh, ever here. since I saw them China play, Grove, that's one of the worst songs ever. Ever since I saw them play live at like the San Mateo County, that's Fair. terrible, man. It was so good. It was so I much fun. I hate the Doobie Brothers. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna play some Doobie Brothers in here. <laughs> Here's some funky, so funk, right. funky, funky Dixieland. Yeah, <laughs> no. Maybe we should have Michael McDonald as a guest guest on the show. Yeah. Hey man, if you would do it, I'd put a Michael McDonald patch on I my yeah, on my you, vest. You would do that. Yeah, if no, he, no, if no, he no, came no, on the show and brought no us patches, Michael McDonald. No, maybe he'll send us a package. Hey guys, I've been listening. Hey, Michael McDonald is on the show. Hey guys, I've been listening to your show. <laughs> I really like it, man. <laughs> Wonder if he talks like that. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I, I have no, no, no idea. Actually, actually. I've seen him on like talk show on like you know Letterman or something. He doesn't. You expect him to come and be like, oh, "How you doing?" You know, he doesn't. Do you ever watch like weird David Letterman episodes from the seventies and eighties and stuff? Th- th- he wasn't on in the seventies. Well, whatever. But, though, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love watching that stuff. Yeah, like on on like YouTube, you see like yeah, yeah. Fran Lebowitz was on like yeah, every, yeah, every day or something. Of course, it always comes up on YouTube. Yeah, oh yeah, I've watched a bunch of that. David Lee Roth was on there. Uh, everyone was. Everyone was. I on like watching everyone. when he had Joan Rivers on there. Yeah, and the two of them had chemistry. It was pretty. Of good. course, they did. It's good stuff. I watch uh, William F. Buckley on uh, you know firing line all the time because that always comes up. Yes, yeah, that I mean it's a that's just as silly as, but in a different way. Yes. Different way. Oh, you should. Well, yeah, this. Oh, you got everyone on there. Huey Newton, everyone. Um... What are we doing? Okay, so we did that. That was good. I don't know. Uh, you know, it kind of doesn't make any sense. You can put on Def Leppard after all that. I don't know if that's really gonna really gonna work. I mean, we could do it later, but I think we should probably explore some new uh, open new vistas here. If you know open what I mean. Vista? Open new vistas. Open it up. Well, I mean, it. You know, it's hard to go back to the package thing after you've already done it. So, I mean, to like we switch to Def Leppard and. And uh, uh, you know D- Dale Bozio or whatever the hell you're gonna play over there, and then you know, then go back, you know, go back to package opening. I don't think it's gonna work that way. I think we have to have a package opening section right now. What about this Amazon package here? This person sent us. Yeah. Well, that's Colossus. We already listened to that guy. So maybe we, who's this? There's a guy from Ireland. No, from uh, England here. Kieran Tohi. Who's this guy? Should we do this one? There's compact discs in here. Was there other vinyl? Yeah, there's no there? vinyl. John Dust. John Dust says no. Want to do that? Want to do that? Yeah, we could. I don't care. Yeah, you choose, man. It's you, man. I opened the last one. 
You take open that one. Open the England. Oh, the English one, man. Guy sent it the whole way from England. We got to at least play yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Where are those things? Okay, we're opening a package from England. Where in England? Oh, it says uh, well, Cloverfield, Rossendale, uh, Lancashire. Lancashire. Lancashire, England. Lancashire, Lancashire, Lancashire. Lankmar. Rossendale. All right, well, it says uh, yeah. discs and printed matter. Oh, he's got some from something Kieran to say. From Tui? Well, we knew a guy in Ireland named Kieran, but I don't think it's the same guy. I mean, it could be. I doubt it. Ah, he could have moved. He, yeah, that that is true. It's a nice padded mailer. It's all CDs. A couple CDs here. Let's see what it says. This is um, looks like a band called The Human Condition. Ooh, man. And then there's another one. Looks like it's called Unsilence. 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 That's uh, that's something there. I don't know what to say about that. Unsilence. Unsilence. There's some printed matter here. Uh, oh, another handwritten note. Very short one. Um, hi. Enclosed are the two albums from my bands. Unsilence, Fire on the Sea, 2014. The Human Condition, Pathways, 2016. For inclusion on Slowfag Radio. Kieran uh, has good penmanship. Is that it? Say that. That's yeah, all. That's, that's all nothing else. Yeah, no, yeah. no information here. None no, 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 just, just no personal anecdotes. No. Nobody's got good know. penmanship. Well, yeah, but well, usually you know Europeans or English, you know, they, no, that's I okay. It's not, that. it's better than any any American, but it's yeah. That's well, his spacing and his use of his use of uh, his, they're all lined up and everything. This yeah, is right? a rare. Yeah, it is rare. It, it, it's uh, all it's and his all script is very it's in script and it's he can very write cursive where, very well. Let's let's compare this to uh, Chris uh, Chris Miller. <laughs> let's let's compare penmanship. Well, Chris has okay writing, but it's much more, you know, what would we call it? It's not this? quite as refined. Anglo. Uh, well, Curon's writing the Queen's the Queen's hand. Me, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, transatlantic. Uh, the King's or, English. <laughs> He's using, yeah, <laughs> Kieran's writing, uh, writing within the Marcus of Queensberry uh, rules here. This is very, his spacing is very, well, he's writing on a blank sheet of paper, no lines. Oh, is, and the, he's other, really, is the other, is Chris the other on line paper? paper. Oh. Well, I could never write on blank paper without making a mess of it. You know, this is right, just yeah. really, really nice. Wow. And he redid his, he reprinted his uh, address here. On the top of the, on yeah, it's all yeah. crazy, like a really big, long indent indenture there, indented. We'll have to put him on the email list. Yeah, this guy's pretty pretty intense. Yeah. So one of the records he he's um, all business, man. Yeah. Kieran Trolley. Uh, last name Truhi, or is it Tohi? I can't I can't tell. Troki. Tavoli. There's, there's a couple of bios on the on the bands though. Okay. No pictures, just bios. It says the Human Condition. It says formed in 2008. As a melting pot of the influences, members of members and ex-members of the River Unsilence and M Misery Corrode. Misery Corrode, no. The Human Misery Condition Commode, are a progressive maybe? doom metal band. Aggressive doom metal. Progr oh. Progressive. Oh, Prog wow. doom. Prog doom. Wait, so, okay, okay. They recorded the first track, The Tempest, the Modern Maze demo, and their debut album is called Pathways. 
they gig, they play with their friends, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. 2016, Pathways was released all right, all right. through Topil- to- Topilo Records in Spain. Topillo. I like Spanish um, metal labels. That's pretty cool. Don't know much about them myself. You don't know Spanish metal labels? Well, what do we no. Okay, this one I think has a catalog number. It's just so small. Mike M I C R O T U S one. Mycroft. Mycroft. Yeah, come on, Megan. Mycroft. Mycrotus one. M I C R O T U S one. I guess that would suffice as the um, as the catalog number. Microfish, 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 microfish. What's up with that? Micro- what's up with uh, what's his? That's who. That's uh, um, Sherlock Holmes' brother, right? Mike Roft. What the hell kind of name is that for someone to be coming up, especially with I- in the eighteen hundreds? Uh, so, do you want to listen to? I don't want the title track. Put on. Yeah, put the title track on. The title track or the first song. What? Wait. Oh, oh, I see. That, uh, yeah. yeah, the title. I track don't care. Or the first song, not both. Yeah. Either one, man. So it's a just do it. it. Don't ask me because you got it in front of you, man. I don't know what. What's the <laughs> which um, one is the better title? What's the the thing, the and and the or, the or this and the or the that. disjunction. The, the, oh yeah, the no disjunction. One disjunction. Yeah. One or the other or both. You just surprised me, pal. Yeah. Okay, this is um, this is the title track. This is the band called the Human Condition, from England. This is called Pathways.
Oh man, hey, 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 wake up, man. What? Wait, what the fuck? Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. Passed out during yeah. that song, man. No, the what the hell's on. wrong? It's with on. You, it's man? on. It's on. Oh shit, man. I think we both fell asleep, man. Wow, man, that was hypnotic. That's hypnotic. Put me in the mood, do, man. It made us pass out. Wow. Put me in the zone. I had this dream, I think, that I was like in a doom band, and it was so slow that I played all the instruments myself. Like it was so slow that I could like be on the drums and hit the bass drum and then run over the bass and hit that and then run over the guitar. Like it was such a slow band that I could play all the instruments myself because you know it was, you know, that was my dream I just had. Wow, did you hear any of that? The human condition. No, that was <laughs> that was pretty well. It's kind of that's kind of sounded like um um, uh, what's Pat's band? Warning. Yeah. Warning. Yeah. Kind of sound like warning. I kind of like the vocal there. It sounds like, like a bunch of bong hits. It was a sound like a lot of bong hits. Yeah, that was a, that was pretty doomy. It was doomed. Yeah, that was. Although I gotta say, I've never seen people in England taking bong rips. Oh, they eat hash balls and stuff. Right, they, right. They, they don't do bong. No, they don't. They they smoke hash. Yeah, or they probably do, but we don't. I do don't they? Know. I don't. know. I've never seen one. Well, I never smoked any weed over there or anything. Well, oh, I don't smoke I weed. You have, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I know. But I, what about the what? Wait, is it in England that they they smoke hash, or is that more in uh, like the continent? I mean, it seems like mostly Europe they smoke hash. Yeah, more I think than they grass. do. Yeah, grass, man. Yeah. Get some grass. Too many grass. We do have some grass, don't we? It's, it's legal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting it's legal to smoke grass, man. I haven't I haven't done it. You know, since you're it's been really legal, I haven't smoked you're any not really grass. Into the, into the dope, right? Well, I haven't smoked weed in many, many, many years anyway, anyway, but I haven't, I mean. I can barely remember the I'm last time. I'm kind of scared to smoke. The last time you smoked weed. <laughs> I did it once. It was in, uh, like. Um, when we were in some kid's house when he bought us all that pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say. And I smoked some pot. He w- he w- we were in uh, <laughs> Iowa, right? I don't remember exactly where. No, is that weird Dubuque, Iowa yeah, kid? Yeah, that really that the kid who looked like with the taco pizza. Yeah, he looked like a Ferris Bueller or something. He was like really this really smart, cool kid. They're like, "What are you doing, putting together metal shows? You should be, you should be like you should know, be starting a starting an investment firm or something." You know, and studying for the bar. Yeah, yeah, studying for the bar. Yeah, and uh, he would take us back to his apartment or that like weird upstairs kind of strange. Yeah. yeah, and he would he would. Uh, order taco pizzas and he had some connection he was connected with everybody remember that he'd be like oh yeah i can order these pizzas because i know my buddy down at the bar he worked no he worked at that place he worked at some pizza joint and he could like order pizzas for free or cheap or something and he ordered those taco pizzas that had like weird like like avocado like like from a tube like like yeah and they had like doritos and stuff yeah yeah, it was actually pretty good especially (laughs) that's why we smoked we looked good because we were and he brought out all his weed man and i think i smoked some yeah was that the last time? Oh, well, it was the last time I did it around. Yeah, I think it was the last time I did it at all. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I don't remember. I th- there, there may have been. I another know I smoke weeds once like every ten years or something like that. You know, oof, I can't really yeah. handle it. But now that it's legal, I haven't even done. You know, maybe I should. Try. I, I don't think it would make any difference. You know, it's really good. I'm kind of scared to do it. You know, you know what's really good? The the bath bombs that they have. <laughs> bath bombs. Yeah, they have these bath fizzies. That have Wait, like you like put weed like THC has, has in THC in the bath fizzy and it gets into your skin. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, so you make a nice hot bath and you put one of these things in and there. Oh really my high. god, dude, it's the best bath of your I life. I don't think I'd want to do that. Well, like, it's good like if uh, if you're sore or what something. If I end up like Jim Morrison, man. Nah, nah. If yeah, you're, if you're yeah. That's maybe that's what like he did. You, maybe it wasn't um, heroin. Yeah. If you're, uh, like I don't if you're know, doing man. a bunch of squats and you're like, you yeah. Know, <laughs> 
and you're like, oh, man. Just use like Epsom salts, man, not marijuana. Or it's like you fall off your bike. Although I've heard that if you snort bath salts, you can get pretty high. So maybe. Ooh, I've never tried that. You bite people's noses off and stuff. And I'd like to try it. Did you hear it about that guy? Under controlled conditions, I think it might be fun. No, it'd be terrible. A few years ago, did you hear about that dude? Yeah, I do remember. remember that guy? <laughs> he like he snorted or he... He's turning he, people into zombies, he man. He ingested bath salts and like attacked people rabidly and bit their faces off and stuff. It was god-awful. Yeah, man. What the hell is that about, anyway? Yeah. Bath salts. No, yeah, I never, what do you think? I never did that, but I know they were selling it at the smoke shops and stuff. Bath salts? Yeah. What? Because it's legal. I guess it is. <laughs> they sell it, so you can. What do you do with it? You uh, snort it, right? No, I, I don't know. Smoke exactly it. it. <laughs> smoke it, I guess. But I know they sell it at the smoke shop. So at the smoke shop, you hear snort this. I, well, um, I went in and asked about it one time. And oh, the guy was like, "Oh, this is it here." Gnarly. He showed me what it was, and I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "But it's not. You're you're not supposed to ingest it." And I was like, "Well, oh, then, what okay. was it for?" Well, that's I don't. Well, that's how. They, they have to tell you not to ingest it because they're selling Why it. Why they selling it? To put in the bathtub. I, I don't know how it works, man. No, it's just all this I, I've weird I've never actually done it myself. Stuff. Anyway, yeah. um, put on the other band of that guy, Doom, yeah, that Doom guy from England, man. Yeah. This next one is... Un- so this is supposed to be prog Doom. I want to hear some, like... Unsilence. New, some nuances to Doom that, here. Because uh, that, 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 that last one wasn't proggy. It was, like, classic it wasn't proggy enough. Doom, you know, so... See if we can find a prog doom. He says it's prog doom. Okay, so this is the biography of Unsilence. It's kind of cool. He sent like these little printed out yeah, yeah, well, bios yeah, yeah, and stuff. There's no picture. Like it'd be Let's cool see. to see like uh, the picture of the guys in the Yeah, forest. but it's doom, man. You're not supposed to. It, like if you saw them, you'd get so miserable that you wouldn't be able to, you know, handle it. It's their doom heads. And you wouldn't be able to handle it. Okay. You wouldn't um, be able to handle it. You know. As of March 2021. Wow, this is very recent. Based in the northwest of England. Unsilence have been both recording and performing live since 1993. 90s cred. Well, see, it's a 90s cred. <laughs> it's because it's doom and they work so slow <laughs> that it takes like 20 years to make a, or, you know. <laughs> they work so slow. With their recently really released stoned, album, man. Fire on the Sea, they continue to move toward and defy the odds. They're going to defy the odds? They're going to defy the mean? odds. Uh, Unsilence have developed a unique musical atmosphere beginning from early doom death leanings and progressing into their unique sound, which is both direct and powerful. Does that mean they record direct? Might. They just use like DI boxes. Flat bo- Adam. Yeah. They just use DI boxes for DI everything. Boxes, yeah. We should try and find some Flat Adam music somewhere. Oh, we got to do that. Is there, yeah. I, we have to look. We got to, yeah, we got to tell that story. Okay, uh, this is a long bio. All right, we'll um, play the play the song. Transfiguration, man, I'm, I'm, I'm major lineup changes. Oh, band activity has slowed because they've been th- slowed. That's yeah, they slowed. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. That's because um, to be more progressive, you have to go slower. What is that? How it works? That's progressive doom. Oh, I mean, it's progressing. It's regressing. Then, no, it's progressing because you're getting slower as you getting as you more and more doomy. But that's yeah, not yeah. what that means. Progress means pro- pro- progressive rock means it's doing something new, not something. Like but progressing in the doom sense, you're getting slower and darker. But that doesn't make any sense. That's not well. Let's find out. Let's find you out. Want, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, so no. It says they slow down just because they didn't have a permanent drummer. They slow. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> they kept getting these people who just kept playing slowers. <laughs> oh, because you don't have to learn the song. Like I was saying, he's just one guy. Only plays like he's one learning the songs hits. while he's playing them because it's so slow that you can like 
you can be like, hit that now, hit that symbol. Boom. Yeah, you could have one guy play all the instruments. All right. Okay, so this is unsilenced. And uh, maybe, the, oh, wait, maybe the drummer, maybe what they do is they get a drummer. He's listening to the old stuff. It gets slower because he's listening on headphones while they're doing a gig. And it, they're playing the song slower so he can tell beforehand what to hit next. You know what aye, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, And so he's going, oh, it goes like that. Okay, let's do it now. So they play it slower so he can actually learn the songs while he's playing them on headphones. Yeah, I think that's what it is. This one has a catalog number, but I can't read it because it's like a dark red font oh, on Oh, they're trying to mess with print. you, man. That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're totally messing with they're you. They're doing man. it. Although I might need bifocals soon because my eyes are getting really funky. So there's, there's seven songs on this album. Play the first one, man. First one. The first one's called The Doorway. I want to hear some. Yeah, they, these guys, are, uh, their titles are pretty. Uh, they, they might want to work on the. <laughs> they might want <laughs> the. What do you call it? The. the uh, whatever department takes care of. Uh, you know, titles and, and Concepts. technical writing and <laughs> technical writing department. Okay, this is, uh, once again, this is Unsilenced. This is All The right, Doorway.
All right. That was that definitely was, more progressive than more the last album. That was pretty cool. It sounded kind of like a... When we were saying the guy almost sounded like Ian Anderson, it sounded like slowed down Jethro Tull. It was a little more proggy. Yeah, and I can totally dig that. A little, that. little, little more... Uh, a little more, uh, but that was the earlier. That was that was before the other one from two thousand six. What was it? Some, something like that. Yeah, I got tons that of Jethro Tull. Un, unsilence. Unsilence. The un door. Silence. The doorway. The, the doorway. doorway. The, the door. doorway. Okay. Well, that's cool. Thank you, uh, Kieran, for that uh, smorgasbord of the album of, is called uh, A Fire on the Sea. On the what? On the sea. Fire on the sea. Okay. Fire on the sea. Well, that was a that was definitely a, a a progression there from that one song to the next one. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, I think we're going to indulge in the heavy artillery label. Now, guess what, man? Guess what I'm going to say here. Uh oh. This next thing is uh. It's uh. It's not uh, silent. H A five dash five zero one two dash two dash four. Catalog yeah, number. Yeah. Uh, this is Vector. Remember Vector? No, I don't know Vector. Vector? You don't know Vector? No. Dude, everyone's like, Vector's the greatest band, the greatest thrash, you know. Uh, whatever. I, I mean, this stuff's not really my... Uh, uh, I'm everyone's really saying that. People style, have but since we just played Doom, some serious Doom indulgence. Everyone's there, saying that. People, go people crazy have been talking about Vector for years. technical, fast stuff. Yes. People love Vector. They got the greatest drummer People the have been Everyone calling you it. and telling you about Vector? They call me up and they go, hey, do you know about Vector? Well, Mr. Scalzi, we'd like to, we'd like to offer you uh, a... a um, an exclusive uh, people are talking uh, people are talking about vector exclusive deal on the vector collection <laughs> only available in this uh, in this phone, this call, phone call to yeah, you yeah yeah uh, that's what they do you know what i mean the titles here well, it's dark in here destroying the cosmos black future oblivion forest of legend i think they have the same uh, the, the same uh, producer uh, no the same person making their <laughs> making the making their song titles as uh, um Non-silence. Non-silence. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this music's just a little bit different. Accelerating Universe. Gee, that's, yeah, this is, I don't know about the titles, but these guys are from, I don't really get where they're from. Like, I think some of them are from Pennsylvania and some are from uh, Arizona, or maybe they keep traveling. Maybe they moved, or I don't know what. Is happened. it an internet band? No, I don't think so. No, no, no. Vector's, uh, people, a lot of people like Vector. They're, they're people, they're, they're known, you know. They're, they're people, and people know about Vector. But I, I, I'd heard a lot about Vector and remember hearing him once and was like, oh, yeah, Vector. Yeah, all my friends think they're great, you know. And uh, how, how old is this? What year is this? 2009, I think. Oh, and, okay. And I, so, so somewhere I was recent. looking through this box. Of see, see, I forgot that I had, as I told you, I have recently acquired a new uh, components to my stereo system. Uh, and I had not listened to CDs for a very long time. Not very many CDs. I'd, plug, I'd put them in my computer once in a while, but they sound like crap, you know. But I didn't really indulge in cds and i thought my cds were all burnt out from the fire as you right all the cases are gone and so i was looking through these piles of cds i have like in spools not even spools just piles of cds that are all trashed and i thought they're all going to be screwed you know but they're not really and so I, I i recently very recently got uh, you know like i said a new setup you know with this uh component system components uh, well, I just, yeah, like use I bought some speakers? used uh, things on Craigslist, like the old Yamaha. Uh, use your same speakers? or Yeah, yeah, but just an old Yamaha receiver because my old Pioneer crapped out. 
and uh, this this five one of those five CD compact disc changers, mm, which the, are the terrible. Wheel, the wheel, yeah, they always change. suck. They always crap out. You know what I'm talking about? They always go, you know. But I was using that for a while until it, I realized it's not going to work. And then I, like I told you, I plugged the DVD player in there, and it sounded great. Yeah, DVD. So player. I just got all my CDs. I was looking through them, and I found a Vector CD, which I did not realize I had. I was like, I have a Vector CD. I thought I didn't have anything by then, but I have CDs I don't remember. You know, sweet. So many of them. I open up both boxes. I'm like, wow, look at all this crap. I should listen to this stuff. I always thought, you know, because now it's like, well, just listen to MP3s. What does it matter? So let's listen to Vector here. Let's listen to some Vector. Uh, I think we're going to li- listen. See, I don't I listened to the, I didn't even get a chance to listen to this whole thing. I think, I think destroying the cosmos is what you want to, you know, that just sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I like to destroy the cosmos. All right, this has been um, Sloth Egg Radio Season 2, Episode 3. We uh, we really dig on you guys sending us your stuff. Uh, keep it coming. We'll we'll keep playing it as much as we can. And uh, once again, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, so stay safe. Um, do what you got to do. And we've been you, vaccinated now. Right, we've both vaxxed. Both of us have been vaxxed. I mean, I got vaxxed the other day, so I'm still kind of. I got a. You didn't get any side effects. I got a little <laughs> a little weird. Uh, the day after, because I got the Moderna vac. You got the Moderna. Yeah, also? I got the yeah. Moderna. Yeah, yeah. Strangely, you didn't get the uh, side effect. I didn't get. Yeah, I didn't get what some people got. Like I wasn't totally sick, but I was. Every it felt like every injury that I've ever had was back. Really? Yeah, like all these weird things, like my rotator cuff and my Joints back and, and my knees were horrible. But I was like, I told you, I did like a worked like a ten hour day the day after, right, so right, it really right, kicked right. my ass. You Probably know. didn't help. No, it didn't. You yeah, know, but I, I still feel a little groggy actually. But my allergies are really bad right now because the pollen count is so high. Oh yeah, it is. So I'm pretty windy. screwed up right now. You got me all screwed up, man. You got me running. You got well that too. But uh, all right, yeah, so, so let's hit vector, destroying the cosmos. Vector, and as usual, if you'd like to send oh, your oh, stuff yeah. to have us listen to it here on Slaughterfig Radio, feel free to send it to Lord Reed Slaughterfig at PO Box one nine one three zero one. San Francisco, California, 94119 in the USA. And uh, we'll bring it down here. We'll open it up. We'll listen to it. We'll play it. We'll talk about it. And um, this Children of the Reptile, man, that stuff kicks ass. And uh, they sent us patches and stickers. I'm going to put the sticker on my refrigerator, and I'm going to put the patch on my, my denim vest the, with the sleeves cut off of it. I'm going to put the patch somewhere that I can't say on the radio. You know what? I do have a pair of jeans that has oh, a hole yeah. in the ass. Yeah, you could I could put you a Children of the Reptile right yeah, on there. I don't mean there. All right, here and we go. Some vector. Judas Priest sticker on. Uh, uh, What's this uh, called uh, again? Uh, patching her ass like that, and I, I went out with it just because it. Oh, uh, what? What's this? What's this? Uh, vector, and the song I mean, is called. I say it like five times now. Destroying the cosmos. Destroying the cosmos. Okay, thanks for listening. It's See you next build time. Up, man. Thank you.